Welcome to episode three of Living by the Soul podcast. Today's episode is titled, This Ain't Your Ministry. And I say ain't with every possible linguistic um, fervor of that word. Um, I come from the tradition of Zora Neale Hurston, of Dr. Geneva Smitherman, and Dr. Perry, uh, Lisa uh, Perry. And these people in general have taught me about linguistically the words that we speak and what we say and how that doesn't necessarily convey how intelligent we are. And I will say, you know, in terms of mainstream ideas of social linguistics and what it takes to um, move in society, yes, there are different word patterns and things that we must use in order to be able to just communicate um, easily with each other. I do agree in that. But when I say ain't, I'm coming from the tradition of, you know, black folks that, you know, traditionally have not used King's English and which, you know, I have taught for years and my students, it's just another way of speaking. Doesn't mean that that person um, is not intelligent, does not mean that that person doesn't know how to speak correctly because I, I believe I sp- uh, speak correct English most of the time. But I do know for a fact that in my heritage, I code switch. And as black people, we code switch often. And I think for me, and hopefully what I leave with the students that I've taught, is that it's just another way of speaking. It's another linguistic pattern. Doesn't mean that person is not smart. In fact, I've had to teach this for years, stating that just because someone's linguistic pattern is different than yours does not indicate that they are not intelligent. You have to listen to what a person is saying. So I say all of that at the beginning because I am using ain't in every single idea that ain't brings up. It's my grandmother, my mother, the people in my family, people not in my family, those those conversations we have off the record where we use the language that we use and we understand what we're saying. So I come to this title, This Ain't Your Ministry, because also, you know, if you've grown up in the church or know people in the church or just cruise on YouTube, you'll hear people say, this ain't your ministry. And basically just talking about things that speak to us and we do naturally, how many of us can do that? And all of this came to mind because I was watching an episode of um, Breaking Points, which I would recommend to uh, a lot of people because if, if I could say, hey, these are some students that probably took my classes, it would be those two on breaking points. They illustrate everything that hopefully I taught in my classes about being critical, um, providing critical analysis of the world around us. So check out breaking points on YouTube. Love that show. Love their analysis. Love how they dig deep and they talk to people and they and for and honestly, I see them as very authentic. Mm-hmm. 
But anyway, they go on to, <laughs> you know, uh, roast Kamala, um, Kamala Harris in... Um, and see, and if you notice linguistically, I was about to go to the uh, Kamala because we're not even going, we're not going to go there. <laughs> not going to go there, but we all understand the speech patterns that we use. But anyway, they were talking about her and uh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> Bless her heart. Um, VP Harris, while she is very intelligent, um, she gave this interview with these kids and as usual, she's speaking. So nothing about her comes across as authentic. I'm sorry. It just doesn't. If we're being honest, I know this, you know, this, it is not, it doesn't seem authentic at all. It seems forced. It just seems like it's not her ministry. And so what am I talking about in that? So I actually commented and I stated that it's too bad we don't, people don't find careers that fit them. It seems that we go for the power angle and not so much what fits with who we are and what we do. So for example, I can remember watching in Congress, um, um, VP Harris, you know, grilling, you know, people that came in, cross-examining them. And I was like, I was impressed. I was like, yes, bravo. And so then my second thought is, why didn't she go for Supreme Court? Although I do not, am not a fan of her record at all. If she would have went for the Supreme Court, I could see the fit. I could see the fit. I could see the connection. I could see how she could actually be good at that job. But what she's doing now just isn't her ministry. And when I say it's not her ministry, it seems that as usual in society, we get caught up with ego and power. And yes, the VP is a powerful, powerful position. And most people would say, yes, that I'm going to go for that instead of Supreme Court. But then you have to ask yourself, am I going to be good at that job? And I, in my opinion, she was a, she would be a better fit for the Supreme Court. And part of that is most of the people on the Supreme Court have no personality whatsoever. As we can see, VP Harris has no personality whatsoever, nor do you need one to be on the Supreme Court. However, in order to be an effective politician, especially a VP or anyone in the public eye, you have to have that authenticity to, to be able to communicate with people and people are not giving you the side eye every time you speak. And that is how I feel every time this woman speaks. Like you can tell this is not what she should be doing. I don't care if it's the most, one of the most powerful positions in this country. Although I would argue that whoever Manchin and Cinema, those senators are the two most powerful people in the country right now, both the president and the VP. It looks like if you are the people that can turn a vote, you are who's running the country at this point. So besides that fact, this just doesn't seem to fit who she is. And it brought me to the notion of, are we running around in careers that we have no business running around and doing? And I remember counseling students at one time and especially students that, and 
you know, folks of color, because we push our kids to go above and beyond what, you know, sometimes we are capable of doing, but we still want to push them out there. And I remember having all these students talking about, I want to be a doctor, I want to be a doctor, and I want to be a doctor. And I asked them why. And it's never because, hey, I want to find a cure. Hey, I'm interested. It's, it excites me. It's the money, the money, the money, the power. And so we're going to keep getting people who are in ministries that they do not belong. And, and in my perspective, in ministries in which they do not belong, but then they have people under them who do fit that bill, who have to sit there and figure things out for you who shouldn't have took, taken on the position in the first place. And what happens, it usually falls to the people below you who actually do know the position that you hold, who have to pick up the slack because you chose this position or someone gave you this position because of the power or you know them, not because you're actually fit to hold this particular position. And you see it over and over again, not just in politics, but in education and business. We get people in positions of power who should not be there. And what happens are the people below them, we end up picking up the slack each and every time. And the thing is, is that though, and I, and I count myself as the one that works behind the scenes. I'm usually the person that's behind the scenes trying to hold stuff together for people who just shouldn't be in the positions that they're in. Either they don't have the experience or they're not good leaders or they just, it's not their ministry. And so we have to keep going back to this notion of what positions should we really hold in life? And does this speak to who we are? Can we fully give and give like we should? Or are we one in positions that we know we shouldn't be in? Or two, we are the people that have to keep picking up the pieces for these people in power who do not know what they're doing. And I would argue the latter. And more than likely, it's a lot of these people who hold positions of power shouldn't be there. But they hire good people around them. And actually that makes them actually stay in the positions that they hold because they hire good people uh, to be around them and to pick up the slack that they know they do not have. And nine times out of 10 will not admit they do not have, but will continue to undermine and, you know, just go against the people that are helping helping keep the ship afloat, which I will never understand. But again, goes back to if this is your ministry, then you understand all of those angles. And so you as a leader, try not to put people in positions where they have to consistently pick up your slack. So I say all of this to say that there are a lot of people who are in positions they should not be in, or they have been burned out to the point where it ain't your ministry anymore. And I think I had to come to terms with that in myself. Is the positions that I've, I've held, are they my ministry? Do they truly speak to who I am? Am I truly coming across as a person that I want to be and reflect in this world? Or have I been doing this 
stuff because, hey, this is how you stay in this position. This is how you operate and navigate. And believe me, I haven't gotten this far because I didn't know how to navigate. I think where I'm at right now in my life, it's because I do know how to navigate. And then I saw other people who didn't have to navigate, but still were failing upwards. And I couldn't understand that. And because I couldn't understand that, that affected me so much in some of the positions that I held because I kept trying to figure out how are these people getting these positions and they know very little to nothing. And I, and you on the other hand have driven yourself to pure insanity of trying to get things right or perfect things or do things that benefit others where you see majority of the time, a lot of these people who are in power are in power for themselves and no one else. And you just try to rectify and uh, reconcile that in your, in your brain. And it just didn't compute for me anymore. And that speaks to that tough skin that you have to have, but it also speaks to this black girl magic syndrome that we're supposed to have and do and be. And believe me, I know what that is. I've had people support me my entire life and tell me who I am and how good I am and this and that. But what it all boils down to is, did I believe that about myself? And I think in a lot of ways, a whole lot of ways, I didn't. And if I didn't believe that, no one else could tell me that, no one else. And that perfectionism, that whole being better and outdoing and I gotta hold up the family name, that wears on you years after years and years of always thinking you had to be that person that uplifts your family, that moves your family forward. And it is a good thing, don't get me wrong. But for those of us that are trying to move our families forward and don't see a whole lot of other people trying to move families forward, it gets frustrating and it becomes a burden. And not to say that I didn't take on this burden with everything that I had because I did. But on the other hand, I had to learn what my ministry is and how can I function best in this world and I'm still trying to figure that out <laughs> really trying to figure that out after working with different people being on different jobs and just the inner relationship and personal relationships I've developed with people over the years and trying to figure out what that means and sadly a lot of people in charge don't do self-reflection well. They don't even try to do self-reflection. So we keep repeating the same patterns. And so I end this podcast today because, you know, there's a lot of disappointment right now in where we are as a society. And we have to ask ourselves, who did we give authority to? And that is not just Democrat or Republican. Who do we find as people that we say speak for us? 
And in reality, they haven't figured themselves out yet. There's a, um, a thing I have on Instagram, and it just talks about how you're asking someone who hasn't figured themselves out yet to figure out society. And that's what scares me. It scares me that instead of putting people in positions like the VP in a position of success, of strength, we knew that this didn't fit her ministry. We knew that. And I think we do this all the time, especially the women of color. We will stick them in positions because of its power and authority, but not really saying, hey, this may not play to your strength. So you might need to go here where you might be a more successful, where you might make a difference, where people actually see you and say, hey, okay, that looks like something that I can do and do well. VP Harris would have gone to Supreme Court. I do believe it, her standing would have been so much different than it is right now. Right now, she I'm not sure she will ever have the respect of the public, especially folks of color, especially after her record <laughs> in dealing with folks of color in the judicial system, which she has not, she has stood on her record. Understand this. She has stood on this record. So we put her in this position knowing who she is, but it's almost like we set her up for failure. And we see it time and time again, but then we have to ask, our, ask ourselves who we let them do that. We let them do that. So in summary of kind of this ain't your ministry, it's find your ministry. Find that something that speaks to you. When people see you and you speak about it, they're like, yeah, okay, I believe her. That's authentic. Until you find your ministry, you will keep floating around and around trying to figure out other people who cannot be figured out. It just, you know, you're sitting around trying to get advice from people who barely understand themselves. And that's the reality of it. So find your ministry, find your strength, find that position where you know that you'll have good people around you, but those good people around you will also respect you because you, this is your ministry. You know what you're talking about and you're not feeling around in the dark and people will know that this is what you should do and should be doing. Thank you for joining episode three of Living by the Soul podcast. I look forward to speaking with you soon.